This podcast series is brought to you by World of Coffee Dubai and DXB Live. Expand your specialty coffee brand into the fastest growing specialty coffee market in the world by becoming an exhibitor at the next World of Coffee Dubai in 2024. I will be there, so head to worldofcoffeedubai.com and join the mailing list to get notified when booth registrations become available. Check the show notes for further details. Kim Thompson from Raw Coffee here in Dubai. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward. Before we get started, folks, I just want to mention Anna Cafe and Guatemala Coffee. Uh, they are sponsors of World of Coffee Dubai, and uh, we just want to thank them for being a part of creating this amazing show. Thank you for being here, Kim. Well, I'm thank excited you. about having a really great thank conversation. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> You are, we've been talking to a lot of different people on the podcast. We've been talking to people who are locals. We've been here in Dubai as well as Saudi Arabia. And we've been talking to people who are newly expats. You are not newly an expat. You, this is life. This is home. It's 28 years next month. Yeah. Wow. It went fast. Did it? Yeah, really fast. So tell everyone what you do because you are a trailblazer in like, the definition of trailblazing here in in Dubai and specialty coffee? So I moved to Dubai with my family and we used to sail. So I opened a cafe in the sailing club. And as I really struggled to find good coffee and I'm originally a New Zealander and we support owner-operated businesses. So Uh small businesses like you would go to a bakery or a butcher and you'd go and get your coffee. Yeah. Um, So I couldn't find a supply here that offered the quality that I was looking for back then mm-hmm. and also no support, no training, no maintenance, nothing. So when they were building the Dubai Marina, the sailing club got demolished and had to move. Uh-huh. My children, my three daughters were getting older and um, I had the time and I wanted to do something. So I have family in New Zealand that used to have cafes and roast and I thought I would try roasting. So that's, we just celebrated our 15-year anniversary wow. a few months Congratulations. ago. Thank you. And it started very small and I made mistakes about where I built the first roastery. Okay. It wasn't close enough to where people could come and drink coffee with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gone very quickly, 15 years. It's crazy. And we were the first specialty roastery and I think I, in all my naivety, because that's purely what it was, I feel, so say all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel really lucky that we, you know, I chose to play in the niche at the top with specialty. Yeah. Um, and originally our pillars were organic, fair trade and fresh. Organic, and, fair trade and fresh. Yeah. And thinking that that meant better quality at the time. Okay. So I learned it doesn't and changed the pillars a few years in. Uh-huh. And yeah, the first five years were purely learning about everything in the industry. And I, we really didn't trade very much because it was very slow to take off. Was it slow to take off because there wasn't the consumer or was it because there wasn't the marketing? That, what do you think We had was? no budget for marketing. We didn't even have a website at the beginning. So I, I love that. <laughs> but back that was a, a different world yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the day. But I think the consumer had a much lower expectation of what they would buy uh-huh. like great big american size 16 ounce yeah. cups you know so they thought we were trying to cheat them you know giving them an eight ounce cup for example i remember right. you know the milk would be boiled piping hot. yeah crazy 
And I think it was way before people cared about, you know, ethically sourced or single origin. Yeah. Everyone added sugar. So, yeah, it's, it's evolved very quickly, actually. Have you, in doing that, it, it's, and I, I, I kind of know the answer to this, but I do want to bring it into the conversation <laughs> because you didn't just focus on building a rosary and a cafe. You also were part of building the industry. Mm-hmm. Training center, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, certification. We're a premier SCA training center, yeah. and I think we're very busy with training on the weekends. People fly in to train, and you know, from different MENA countries, they'll come uh-huh. and they'll be opening up, uh, you know, a, a cafe or a roastery themselves. Uh-huh. We try to focus on sensory and real skills, mm-hmm. not latte art, that type of thing. Um, yeah, I think knowledge for us is our success. And you are aware of the industry all over the world. Yep, we 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 are self-financed, so we've grown very organically. I have a business partner who joined me in year three, who is also from New Zealand, also uh-huh. used to the same type of. You know, I know it sounds crazy, but New Zealand and Australia have great coffee. Yeah, and, and but the New Italians Zealand has the most down there in the world. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. find Kiwis in most coffee industries around yeah. the world. Yeah. And at the beginning, we would go to the trade shows, and yeah. then we realised we wanted to take the roasting really seriously. Yeah. And it was it was pre you know Cropster or IT support, so we had to learn. You had to learn hands on everything, and we realised that actually trade shows didn't add value to our business you know we're not here exhibiting and I'm sorry but we're not I really I'm here to have a look around I'm really keen to see what's going on but with our money we have to be really careful where we spend it so we we were at the world of coffee last year and we loved it but the money we spent on that last year this year we've designed new packaging we've created new retail space for our own you know facility which was a better investment in our company and instead, we spend the money on going to Origin to strengthen our supply chain. I love that. And our relationships with our farmers to let them know, you know, how valuable and important they are to us. And the industry shift has shifted significantly. Significantly. Right. I want to have an uncomfortable conversation Go with you. Go for it. And, and for our listeners, this is going to be an uncomfortable part of the conversation. So I just want to prep you guys for that. Um, we're going to have a conversation about when World of Coffee was supposed to come to Dubai. Yeah. What was that like for you? I was, I alternated between crying and just filled with so much rage. And I felt very helpless because we're trying to grow an industry down here. Yeah. And there's so many um, really invested, cool people that have been working you know, silently behind the scenes to try and get recognised as a, an area that yep. is on the map for specialty coffee. Yep. I'm and, shout out to Khaled Al Mullah. Absolutely. He is and, and, the champion and, of specialty coffee yep, here. Yep. And is there someone he else is. you wanted to mention? Oh, actually, everyone that's been involved. Yep. And there's a lot of people that have been Great. involved. And, you know, they're all busy people. Yep. So they don't. It's all volunteer work, right? It's all volunteer work. And I think, you know, for us, and we have friends in Saudi Arabia with businesses, you know, 
it's it's actually incredibly arrogant to think that you can exclude a region just because you think that maybe it's disadvantaging you certain think, you think because it's even not know. true yeah. it is not true it was such a biased uh, unbalanced incorrect article that Sprudge wrote and I um, and it was obviously to benefit other areas you know mm-hmm. you, you see countries like you know South Korea which you know good on them but they also have the same laws and the same restrictions yeah and yet they didn't I think it's you, you can only assume Islam scares them as, and as a region they are also very uh, unread when they think they know how we live down here yeah um, I have many friends who are of different gender types and yep. uh, married and live a very fulfilling happy life down here and that article was just devastating because yep. it, it and I'm still angry about it actually and I'm so pleased that we've got world of coffee and you're colored and the team you know they have worked quietly and I People think we bought it. We didn't buy it. We deserve to have World of Coffee here. They have worked their asses off to make this happen. Absolutely. And and the quality of what we have down here in the specialty coffee, I think, you know, again, it's it's saturated as a market because our population is 10 point something million. Yeah. 80% is expatriate. Yeah. We're all living here by choice. We've come yeah. here because we like living here. Yeah. I love living here. I have to tell you, Kim. This is one of the most extraordinary cities. Oh, it's so vibrant. Oh, and, and, and look, I, I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles and this is the new Los Angeles. Ah, and you know, with my, you know, my children, a woman now, yeah. you know, we sent them for their last couple of years to boarding school in, yeah. in Australia where my, my husband's from, my ex-husband. And we really wanted them to have a connection to where we are from. Right. They all came back here. They love it here. Yeah, wow. My daughter is married to the most beautiful Emirati man. Yeah. I this is home. I love it here. Yeah. And I will defend it, you know, loudly. Yeah. I'm I'm pleased that we now have the ability to have events like this here. And I think if anyone is seriously looking at where they travel and where they want to go and drink good coffee, we have to be on the map now. I, I, not only do I agree with you, I, the thing that my eyes have been opened to while I've been here is if, if the rest of the world doesn't engage in this region, uh, this region is going to take over Completely. specialty coffee. Completely. Globally. Like, absolutely. And it's, it's authentic. It's yeah. genuine. It's well-deserved. We are, we are geographically located in a very, very good Oh, position. Yeah. We're close to a lot of the growing countries. You yep. know, yes, we have to, we are our trip sort of probably summer this year because our summers are pretty hot. You yep. know, great for cold coffee. Yep. And, and we have a lot of destination places. But our trips this year, we're hoping to go to Guatemala to meet with the farms that we source from and to Mexico because we've just found a new partner in Mexico oh, with great. an indigenous um, awesome. community. It's small, but it's, it really has a fantastic story. So, you know, I think Emirates and Etihad as an airlines have tried to take on Hong Kong and Singapore for transit travel for uh-huh. around the world and they've done it. They've done it very well. So, you know, people if they're wanting to travel anywhere and they're wanting to stop, I don't I don't think it's 
naive for us to believe that this is going to become a destination and Saudi Arabia is too. A hundred percent. I feel like Saudi is doing what Dubai started doing 10 years ago. They are. And they're going to do it much quicker than they what are. Dubai... I mean, what has happened And bigger, here? louder. Yep. The yep. line. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, Al Ula, all of these different cities that they're building in the middle of the desert. But remember, they also, they are a humongous population. Yeah. They are a very young population. Yeah. And, you and know, just their opened women up. are now driving yeah. and, and doing yoga and going to cafes and they're going Starting the, businesses. They are definitely starting businesses. Yeah. And if we can help any, you know, we like supporting other owner operators yeah. and we really throughout the supply chain if we can work with owner operators that's what we do and if there are women involved even better and the women down there are fierce oh and that's the beautiful thing about it yeah people have this idea in the west that saudi women emirati women are just sitting at home uh buying their louis vuitton handbags and just doing nothing no these women have been spending their time getting educated getting degrees doing doing all of these things and then yep. they were ready when the country opened up yep i was well, hearing I think from here a lot of in, in Sharjah there is a university Sharjah university mm-hmm. and the women's university down there the amount of young women that are uh coming out as you know qualified engineers yeah. and you know and they're working and they're they are so worldly and traveled and clever and opinionated and yes. and they have ideas yes. and they want to Yes. They know they can't be stopped now. And they are our target consumer. Yeah. It's not the I love that. It's not the, you know, older expat. Yeah. It's the it's the young Emirati woman. They're incredible. A, we had a series on the podcast last year, uh, with a local Emirati, mm-hmm. uh, Fatima El Kitbi. Mm-hmm. And Fatima um, is a specialty coffee consumer. She's not yes. in the industry yep. yet. And she was talking about how um, she approaches specialty coffee and it was really fascinating mm-hmm. because she has a specialty coffee bag that she carries with her with all her coffees and her mm-hmm. brewing equipment mm-hmm. and she was telling us how when she goes to cafes um if the Bruce is not doing it properly she will tell them and she will tell them how to fix it and we had dinner with the guys from cartel in Abu Dhabi last night yeah and they were telling us like here consumers the Emirati consumers yes. are so highly skilled in brewing coffee yes. at home yep. that they can teach baristas. Well, we had a young lady who won our UAE Aeropress competition yeah. and went on to get fourth. And she's not a, a, a professional. She's a home brewer. That's wild. And had only picked an Aeropress up a few weeks before that. But their attention to detail, yeah. they have the time. And actually that's where, you know, COVID, while it was quite a big... Um, challenge you know as a business owner uh, was actually quite a positive thing for us as as a company because we had the luxury to pause look at what we Mm. were not doing well address it uh, make some big changes we started some new companies uh, to fill gaps because we had the time and 80% of our business at that stage was B2B so we lost that overnight yeah but then our B2C 
grew by 400%. So our wheels nearly fell off because suddenly we're making, you know, a couple of hundred deliveries a day, but only 500 grams, not, wow. you know, like, not like the kilos going to a cafe. Yeah. So we had to rebuild our business over COVID, you know, and, and really sadly, some of our really, you know, we tend to appeal as a partner to owner operators as well because of the support the we support. offer. Yeah. And the experience that comes with that support. It's not support yeah. of like, hey, we're going to pour money into you and we're going to just be there for you, whatever you need. They benefit from your history and Our your knowledge. experience, your failures, your yeah. successes, Absolutely. your knowledge, all of it. And and the other, like we link them in with the other partners that we've found who can uh, supply, you know, other, other things that they need that isn't yeah. just coffee. But, yeah, I think our water knowledge is the best in the region because we really struggle here with the quality of water. My clients are telling me that all the time, that TDS every day and every day, like this... The spectrum is wildly yeah. different. And so we needed to find a solution for ourselves. And the solutions that were here were inferior and there were no there was no support. They right. didn't come to change filters. They didn't do the maintenance. So right. we couldn't, in all good faith, we want our coffee delivered as well as we deliver it wherever yeah. you go and drink it. So, yeah. you know, you have to train the staff. We have our own technicians to manage the equipment. But the water quality... Um, the chlorides in the water yep. are so high now that you need very, very good water treatment. Otherwise, your equipment's going to fail and the coffee's going to taste better. Yep. So, you know, it's devastating to invest that money into building a, a cafe and then through water, which yeah. you can't see. It's happening no. quietly behind the oh, scenes. Oh, I know this story so well yeah. with Elixir. Yeah. Because yes, you would. It, you can it's taste. The, it's the it, main ingredient. It's the main ingredient, and elixir is so. Um, it the, it makes the coffee so accessible. Yes. In a very nuanced kind of way. Yes. And because of that, the water has to be a partner to the coffee. It's not the like. It, it's a it's a very 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 important ingredient. I think we did a study last week because we were looking at, we've just changed milk supplies actually, which uh-huh. is a huge thing for us. Yep. We'd been working with Almarai and really happy with it. And then a, a new company, um, a very big company started that was actually, we didn't know quietly the supplier to Almarai here because Almarai is a Saudi business. Yes. And it has much higher butterfat content, which makes your milk, uh, your coffee taste better. It's delicious. It's fatty yeah, and creamy. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and so it was more like the flavors that we would find at home. You know, like a lot New of, Zealand milk. Yeah, I was just thinking the, that. <laughs> a lot of the guys that run the dairy farms here are Irish. Um, oh, wow. So, you know, it's really good quality. We actually went out and visited and saw the cows were healthy, happy, mm-hmm. you know, and that was really important to us too. Yep. We wanted to make sure that. So we, for the last 15 years, we've known that 80% of our customers drink their coffee with milk. And we've been really trying to shift, shift that. Behavior. Yeah. So now we're looking at 60% of our customers drinking their coffee with milk. So it's been slow and steady. Yeah. But, you know, to move someone away and, and get them onto a, a nice brewed coffee of a single origin, yeah. you know, it takes time. Yeah. And and energy. And I think now also we have 15% of our milk-based customers drinking non-dairy milk. So we, we use an oat milk. Yeah, wow. So there, there's a lot moving. It's very interesting, actually. It's really interesting. I went to a cafe, uh, which will remain unnamed, uh, here. And 
they flat out said we don't do alternative milks. It's, it's like they wear it as a badge of honour and they don't do sugar. And that kind of pompous bravado Absolutely. that should have been left in, in the 1990s yep. because the world is changing, Absolutely. folks. <laughs> well, I think we had to get over ourselves. Yeah. We, I'm, I'm not going to swear, but yeah. You we, can swear. This is, <laughs> everyone who's listening to you is laughing right now at but you yeah, saying. <laughs> we, we had to get over ourselves because we used to be a little bit, and we, some of our you know, early customers, they would only heat their milk to 60 degrees and they didn't have sugar and all that sort of thing. And they lost, yep. they lost you know, loyal customers because of their attitude. And I think... Well, it's arrogance, isn't it, right? Well, I, th- I think that's a, that's a customer who's paid for a product. Yeah. And so they can have it however they want. Exactly. When, when, when you as a business turn around and say you can only have your coffee this way, you're yeah. immediately saying to the consumer what you want doesn't matter. I, I really, uh, we have, um, I, th- I guess because of our age, like we're not hip, we're not, you know, the new brands that are here. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, we call them our tribe. We have really loyal customers that yep. come and a lot of them come in every day. And you have to ensure, even if you're like leading the market, you have to ensure that you keep ahead of trends yep. and you have to acknowledge and recognize um, the experience the consumer has and Mm -hmm. know who they are because if someone wants to come and sit in the same seat and have the same drink at the same time that's fine but if it's someone that you can guide and introduce one of your new origins as they come in and it's fresh and you're really excited about it and they're open to it that's really exciting because they then get your energy and they tell other people and they bring in friends so you know it's a it's a it's, it's a, a game. It's a fun game. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that I have definitely noticed about the coffees that I've been drinking in Dubai uh, is that they are preceded by an experience. Yes. And that is something that I think a, a lot of cafes are trying to achieve in other regions of the world, yep. certainly in Sydney and in Melbourne. Yep. Um, but they rest so heavily on the product and the consumer understanding the product that they're dismissing the importance of the experience. Yes. And here in Dubai, I see the effortless kind of uh, – e- the effortless effort that goes yes. into yes. the experience. You walk into a cafe it, it's and not you are effortless. Captive, <laughs> it's really – No, what I mean by yeah. – uh, Passive is the word. Yes. That yep. I mean. Oh, the so, expectation of the consumer here is very high yep. across the board. Oh yeah. And we we're not we're not playing in hotels, we're not playing with yeah. tourists. We are playing with uh, locals. locals with a and that's you know, eighty percent of our population here are expatriates. So our consumers come from everywhere in the world, but they yep. live here. And then we have a strong Emirati customer base. Yeah. But there are a lot of new businesses. Like I think there's something like 360 coffee roasters in the UAE. Really? Yeah. Wow. You can you can see on the DED with the licenses. Some are smaller yep. hobby playing a lot of the new businesses are locally emirati owned Mm -hmm. and there is a lot of support for them from the emirati uh, population because they're proud of their country and they love coffee and they've got a long you know history with coffee but again they're also 
I, I believe we used to say that the consumer here was a good five years behind and and um, knowledge. They're not, not now. No, we're no, not. No. We're we're ahead of the ball here now. Oh, and yeah. and I, if I I go home to New Zealand or other countries, I'm very careful about where I drink coffee now because my expectation is very high, and I will drink tea rather than drinking a bad cup of coffee. I love that. I love that. Or Tell have me. a beer. <laughs> Well, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, that's the other thing uh, that really surprised me. Uh, We went out last night to Time Out Mm -hmm. in Dubai Mall. Oh, isn't it fantastic? It's amazing. Yeah. Um, And everybody's drinking. Yep. Uh, Everyone's smoking inside. Mm -hmm. Um, The light shows that were going on, everyone was having a fantastic time. And there are hundreds and hundreds of places you can go to. You don't need to go to the same place twice yeah, wow. unless you have a good experience. Yeah. And, you know, the, the people that are customer-facing, they're coming from, you know, India, Nepal, Philippines, Kenya, Uganda. Yeah. We have such a multicultural. I think we've got 18 different nationalities in our business. Wow. And it's amazing. And they all bring heritage and you know they they are incredibly good at customer service they just need the knowledge and the empowerment you know and then you to be able to go. deliver an incredible yeah you know standard of customer service much better i might add than many places you can go to in the world who think they're good yeah. at doing it well and again it's like arrogance disguised as elitism yep, yep. so world's changing well, and I just, I'm excited about what's going to happen here. Yeah, no, me too. I, I'm excited about the moment we pave the path, like all that needs to happen here is time. Yep. Well, you look how quickly, how quickly it's evolved. Like it, it was very quick. Very, it's very, very quick. And I think we have just launched a new blend. We actually did it on Tuesday night. Congratulations. For our 15-year anniversary. And we've actually called it 1551 because we like the sound of it but it's 51 years of the UAE it's only 51 years I know, old that's wild isn't seven it? emirates 51 years old and you look at what they've achieved I went to the beach and the how safe t- it is oh that's that's a it whole conversation so, I don't lock my car I don't lock my house last night at dinner there was a table because uh, it's so full that you grab a seat when you can yeah. at this place yes. People had left their phones on the table. Well, they do to hold the and the bags. The, seat. And the supermarkets. Uh, everything's you see that just as well. left there. Yeah. While people have gone to go and find a, a stall of food that they want to eat. So I have friends from New Zealand who are up here seeing their family. He's Indian. She's Kiwi, and his his, his parents are still here. They went down to Abu Dhabi to do a kayaking trip through the mangroves the other day, and Steph left her phone accidentally on the table. It got it got couriered back to her. <laughs> They were able to call the office, find out where, you know, someone said, oh, yeah, it got handed in. Like, it is so, yeah. it's so safe. There is very little theft yeah. and they they catch them very quickly if yeah. there is. You know, it's, uh, it's a very, very nice country to have a business in. Well, and that's why when the Sprudge article came out, I was so angry because as an Arab, who lives in Australia and was living in America at the time, I was I knew that this was a mistake. I know what it is to be in the Middle East. I know that it is safe. I know that the res- 
perspective for other people is huge and I know the hospitality is immense and the opportunity that we were losing as an industry by not doing this then meant that we were going to lose, not the Emirates. No. Not the Middle East. It actually just made us more determined. I'm, I'm... I'm driven by, you know, yeah. I'm not going to not succeed in my yeah. company, in my business. And I'm, I want to be part of growing this region and making sure it's hugely successful. And it will be because, yeah, great. you know, that I'm, I'm, I actually think they, if they had the chance, because Sarah's been down here, you mm-hmm. know, I've had been with her when she came in the early days because we you know I, I competed in the early competitions as a versa uh-huh. which I'm so embarrassed about no. god I didn't when I got second and that was and you know it would have just been so embarrassing but if you're gonna you, I, I didn't want any of my guys to ever do what I wasn't prepared to do myself right. and I love yet, that as a and, leader but, I love you know that. now I'm more comfortable speaking but at the beginning my tongue used to swell and I used to <laughs> my eye used to twitch it was so, you'd never know it yeah, now oh, but well, I've, 15 years is yeah. a long time yeah putting yourself out there yep. trying things yep. leading by doing well, and I know what I'm talking about yeah. ain't that delicious it is so good yeah, it really is. I, I think, you know, it would have been nice if maybe they paused and apologised, but you know, it's too late now. Uh, well, now now the benefits are being reaped by by the region. Yep. And I think that the... Uh, Do you know, we actually had to work really hard even to be allowed to have a chapter here. Yeah. Really hard. They didn't even want that. And I know we were ahead, you know, with Saudi being able to get it done and even being able to have Aeropress national competitions and stuff. It was, it was, it was ridiculous well, and, and racist. It, and it's hypocritical. Completely. Given that that's a constant conversation that's being had over there with this publication about diversity this and diversity that. But yet the Middle East, every time they apply for visas to go to America and Australia and whatnot, mm. they're constantly denied. Oh. And so the, you're going to exclude a region that is, has been trying to come to you, you constantly. Know, this is a very big problem for a lot of the competitions because yeah. we've had bursas that have won nationals and we haven't been able to get visas for them to compete in the world. That's the problem. And Whether that's Europe or America. Right, and so yeah. if you, you can see that there's a problem... People who want to come yeah. to SCA mm-hmm. and, and, and Expo and, and go to other places. I know they're can't. trying to, I know they try to support it, but you know, you think of all the, a lot of the countries that are competing now didn't always compete. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so. And look, we're not third world <laughs> by oh, any stretch of the imagination. Please come. <laughs> if you think that this is the third world, please come here and prepare, be prepared to be shocked completely shocked and you know it's not all glitz it's not all gold it's not all five star it's not all you you can stay in really cool places we've just actually been listed on a a new platform called Echomatic which is for green travelers you know people looking where they want to spend their money and environmentally uh, ethically run business sustainability that type of thing Um, there's a lot more travelers starting to come here that aren't staying in the five-star hotels yeah, wow. and, and staying in and they're learning about the culture. They're getting yeah. to see, you know, the, the historical trade that used to happen here. and Yeah, yeah. awesome. Mm. But 
if you do want to stay in five oh, star, they're beautiful. <laughs> Everything's beautiful. It's here. so beautiful. So Kim, before we wrap up, tell us yep. about Raw Coffee and where. Well, sorry, tell us where we can find Raw Coffee online. We are in. Um, it's an industrial area that it used to be. Is really it a free funny. zone? No. Mm-hmm. We're in a manufacturing industrial area uh-huh. and it's used to, I think people used to be scared their cars if they drove in there were going to get rocked by little brown yeah. men because it's full on industrial. Oh, wow. And we were, we're there because it was cheaper rent and we yep. needed a lot of space. We've got 13 and a half thousand square wow. meters. Um, it's now part of an area that's being uh, rezoned for gentrification <laughs> yeah well more for like creative space it's creative oh, zone awesome. yeah so there's a lot of this Al-Sakal and a few other beautiful art gallery areas yeah, and wow. we're right by a metro stop uh, it's a big warehouse with a cafe and you can see us roasting we have the training center and school but we we have fun we've got really good music playing we've got a good cafe and we do about 800 to 1,000 cups of coffee on a Saturday and a Sunday on the weekend here. I accidentally visited your cafe the other day. Ah. But you had a private um, a private function going two nights ago, three you nights ago. You should have said hello. Yeah, well, I, I, it was a very big night, it was, actually. It was we had a beautiful. Good night. Yeah. And the... Um, yeah, that the was an event. We, we decided to do an event about quality and sustainability because uh-huh. we we've got lots of... Um, suppliers and partners we work with that uh-huh. are here in town for the event that have flown in and everything yeah and we wanted to discuss whether you can have quality without sustainability whether the wow. two are interconnected and it was so interesting because we had these, these the panelists of you know different people from around the world and we ended up coming to the conclusion that quality and sustainability are interrelated and dependent on relationships communication respect and trust who would have thought that they were the four key yeah. elements that everyone it was like a it was the audience that you know that came up with that. these um oh, i love that yeah it was lots of fun your cafe's gorgeous thank you it's big and it's gorgeous yeah, it's you. really beautiful and it's in a part of town that feels a little bit like venice beach yeah it's like yeah. a meat meat packer zone sort yeah, of yeah. Place. yeah 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 so I'm going to come there some, sometime Please before I leave. Please do, and I'll show you around. Oh, and thank you very much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. I love what you do. Thank you so much. Keep asking the difficult questions. <laughs> and, th- and thanks for being so open about your thoughts. Oh, you're welcome. On these. <laughs> it's, it's nice to uh, be able to have had that conversation on yeah. an open. Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Peace, love, and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day and stay tuned for our next guest, Garfield. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.